0: Welcome to the NFT Now podcast, your go to source to succeed in the fast moving world of Web3. I'm Matt Medved. Each week, we interview visionary creators, builders, and collectors so you can stay up to date on the most important trends and tactics for the internet's next frontier.
1: What shall we talk about today? Yes. So we're going to be talking about today, we're going to be talking about Meme land, right? The rise of Asia, you know, and the pathway to promised Land, all right? So for some, uh, I would say start, right? Or some very quick introduction. My name is Gabriel. Um, I'm part of this project called ARK. ARC is a NFT-gated uh, membership club. We are based in Singapore. Uh, but we've got members uh, generally all over Asia and everything. Um, we have everybody from people working in the crypto space, in the NFT space, etc. And uh, we have a white, you know, the diaspora of members as well. One of them is actually Ray, right? Ray is the CEO of Ninegag. Um, I don't know whether this new generation actually uses Ninegag a lot. I hope they do. Um, and more recently. Right over the last year and a half, he's also better known as the founder of uh, Memeland. And if you look on Twitter, he is none other than NineGag CEO um, that basically likes to tweet when he's in the bathroom as well. Right, pooping, pooping as well. Right, shitting. I'm just gonna say it as it is. Um, Yes. So how are we today? Good. Good. Yeah. What's this? What? Maybe maybe let's start very quickly. Right by what's on behind the screen of us, the promised land, right? And I think the term promised land comes from the Bible, right? Um, that basically God told Abraham that he will lead the people, his people, right, um, into the promised land. And they end up, ended up, you know, like basically walking around in the desert in a circle for like 60, 70 years
0: I think 40, right? 40 years. Yeah, something like that. No, more than that.
1: Yeah. More than that. 60, 60 yeah. years, right? And then basically, the, the, the best part of the story is that Abraham, right, uh, who is the founding father of Israel, as some say, um, actually never got to see the promise there. In fact, it was like four generations later or something like that, right?
0: Is that an Abraham kind of like storyline for you? I, I don't want to be Abraham, right? Um, but I, I, <laughs> I think that's why I, when I when I look at the title, I find it very funny. Right, because on one hand, uh, that is like slavery, right? Before you reach the promised land, it's almost like slavery when you start a web three projects. Yeah, because I think uh, managing the community, managing the expectation, I think that part is actually quite hard, right? It's, it's a full time very... job. I mean, of course, it's a full time job, but I think the it's it's very demanding in a way that it's way more demanding than than web two business than any, any other business. Yeah, because three uh, never sleeps, right? That's why you always hear people say GM, right? Whatever the time zone, yeah, yeah. But the
1: the the thing is, is that then, you know, what would be, you know, what's this promised land, right? Talk about because when I when I look at the title, the first thing I think about is a couple of things, right? First and foremost is obviously, um, you know, treasure island, you know, you know, land of riches, honey, gold, rainbows and everything like that. But I think at the same time, people also see it, you know, and, and, and it's, it's kind of like intertwined with that whole uh, rise of Asia narrative in, in Web3, you know. And like it or not, I think MemeLand has been a very, very strong proponent of that. Like, like it or not, whether they're holders of, of any of your MemeLand NFTs or not, people are generally uh, very, very proud of where Me Man has come, right? Either simply by simple optics, looking at the floor price, or simply people just seeing what you have done, right? Either on, on, on Twitter or any of the chatter and everything like that. And people are just very, very proud, right? And and be and generally speaking, I think there are more people hoping that you succeed than fail. Really? I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Generally, I don't generally know that. The, at least the at least the ones that are not retarded. Um, but <laughs> basically, the the what I'm trying to say is that um what is your personal, Bible and everything aside and everything, right? What's your personal definition of like, you know, that whole Asia promised land? Because this is my definition of it that I think people are proud to see, you know, and I know it's a bit incorrect to say success, right? Because we're still on this journey. But um, what's your own definition of that whole promised land and, and tying it to meme land in Asia?
0: I, I think uh, in general, right? I don't really think about countries that much. I don't think about geographical location that much, right? But at the same time, I think that the world is seeing more like, okay, the minority uh, should speak up, right? That's why you see a lot of like uh, different races in different countries, right? They have different movements and stuff, right? But I think one thing that is pretty or beautiful in Web3 is actually people don't care where you are from, right? I mean, behind the dog PFP, behind... NFT and stuff like that, right? You actually don't know whether there's a guy uh, or a female or male, a dog, a cat, right? You actually don't know that, right? So somehow it's very, very gender neutral. It's also very race neutral. It's very country neutral, right? But somehow because of that, you can see that uh, Asia is actually going up, right? Because in the past, oh, if I tell you, okay, this is made in the USA, right? This is made from like a, a, made in France, right? Then maybe you think, oh, they are better, Right? Because Asians, in general, they have that kind of like inferior mindset that okay, uh, we are like Asian, we have to very, be very polite and stuff. And then Westerners, right, usually it's better. The Western product is better, right. And even when when we started, and I get like 15 years ago, uh, we are we are quite big, right. Right now we have like 200 million uh, audience uh, every month. Right, we have like 60 million followers on 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 our Instagram account and stuff like that. People always assume that we are from the US, right, and but in Web3, in, in NFT, basically people don't care about that too much. Right? And, and it's more like a fairground and people just look at what you do and then they love you for your artwork, they love you for, for your promise, right? they love you for your utility. And I think that's something great. Yeah. And when there's a fairground, you can see that Asia is actually getting really, really good at this. Right? For example, like a lot of people fly in. Right, for, for uh, KBW, right? they are, uh, next week there's like token uh, 2049 in Singapore. Right? And also in November, right? even ApeFest is like, happening in Hong Kong. Right? Because I think all the smartest team, they know that the money is in Asia. Right? The future is in Asia, right? the crypto future is in Asia. Right? But to be honest, even before Web3, all the fastest growth, right? the biggest growth in all the luxurious goods and stuff is all in Asia, right specifically uh, uh, China. right. And I think it's just like... Web3 is just like a normal development of that, right? But on, on chain, right? On blockchain, yeah.
1: What do you think triggered that? What do you think triggered that, that consume, consumerism, if I can say that, with, with Asia? Is it because we are richer now?
0: <laughs> richer oh, than hi, before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which should, now, right? But, but richer uh, than before, right? Maybe, I, mean, like, I mean, it's good to compare within ourselves, right? Instead of comparing with other countries, right? Because agree, that would agree. be very sensitive. Although right? I, I do like the Singapore-Hong Kong comparison. It's very it, yeah, yeah, good I think there's no comparison. Hong Kong is better, right? I think that's very simple, right? So, I think, I think, I think, no, I mean, right You've now in Korea, no, in Korea, I would say this, right? Mm. And then in Singapore, I would say that Singapore is definitely better, right? In Hong Kong, I would say Hong Kong is better. For right? the record, guys, no. I've known this guy for 12 years. I don't really yeah. like him. Yeah, and yeah. he's not funny either. No, no, what I mean is, when you look at the, the development, right? You can see that the fastest de- development among all the countries, right? Is basically all coming from uh, from Asia, right? I mean, on the culture side, Korea, right, is leading the game, right? Yeah. In the past, who gives a fuck about K drama or K pop star, right? But right now, everyone knows BTS, New Jeans, uh, Blackpink, right? And then I, my wife and I, we, we keep watching K drama rather than US dramas these days, right? I just finished like King the Land and stuff like that, right? I think. I think that shows the power of it. On one hand, I feel like Asians are generally more hardworking. Yeah, I mean, this is a fact, right? And and when you look at the shop, right, when you go outside, when you visit a country, right, after like 5 p.m., if you are in like Barcelona or in any major city in Europe, right, basically all shops are closed, right? No, 5 p.m., they're closed in Barcelona
1: because they're doing siesta. And they open again at 10, 10 p.m. and everything. No, for real. So there was once I was, we were Uh, last year. Uh, (laughs) In Summit, same thing. Like you can't get, you can't buy, you can't buy batteries at 5 p.m. Because the convenience store, the guys having a fucking siesta. For real. For real, for real. So I went three hours without batteries.
0: I think that's that's the thing, right? I mean this is good because it's like a natural thing. Because it's almost like when you become like rich, right? You don't work that hard. Most for most people, right? And and I think that's the same case, right, for uh, uh, the U.S., for a lot of fairly uh, developed uh, European cities and countries, right? I think they are very, very developed. That's why they care a lot about work-life balance, right? They care a lot about, okay, how can I uh, live a more, like, like a comfortable, comfortable life, life, right? I think that gives a chance for all the new, I would say, uprising country, right? Otherwise, if... Americans, it's fucking hardworking, right? And then, then where, where is China, right? Where is like other countries, right? So, so I feel like this is a good thing in a way, right? And at the same time, on on, it's also about the, the 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 hope, right? I think I believe that in Asia, right? A lot of the young people they still believe in. Okay, if I work hard, I have a chance to go up the ladder, climb up the ladder. Right? In the US, American dreams seems like kind of like broken, right? And and that's also explains why a lot of um. A very very energetic uh westerners right they moved to hong kong they moved to uh, singapore right just to find american dream right in other countries right so i think it's the general trend right? instead of just a web free trend yeah
1: yeah I, I i also i also realize it because you know we we both come from the tech startup world better known as web 2 now right and working, web 2.0 yeah Web two yep. but it, it's kind of like working hard was like a, it, it wasn't like a requirement it was like it was just something we did Right? We, we never said that, oh, you know, because I'm Asian, I got to work harder. We, we just had to because we just had to make it, right? If not, we would be broke and uh,
0: homeless. I mean, this is like the, the education, right? This is like the family upbringing, right? Yep. I mean, hey, you, you motherfuckers, right? You have to work hard, right? I mean, that's all the Asian parents want, right? Yep. I mean, you don't have to be super smart, right? But you have to work hard, right? Yep. I think that's the teaching of all the Asian families, right? Yep. And I think even when you look at American, most of the times at the good schools, Good students, right? They're all Asians, right? Maybe like Chinese, maybe like Indians, right? But they are always kind of like that, right? By the way, it seems like the topic's all about race and stuff. It's, it's <laughs> so politically incorrect, yeah. But, but I, I think that in general, I think um, we understand that we have to work hard, you know, to compete because we can't just say, that, okay, I come from the Silicon Valley, right? Oh, that's why, oh, you should invest in us, right? It's almost like you have to prove yourself so that you can compete in in the i would say western world or in, in the in the global global scale right i think that's uh, the general view right and uh, for example when we were joining like 500 stops like how many years ago 12, so years, 12 ago, years ago yeah. right there were like 30 companies in our batch we have a big co-working space we work together right most of the time after like 5pm 6pm all other companies uh, left Right. There, are, there were only two teams. One of, uh, one of the team is, is us. Right? And then another team is, uh, is, a, is a team called Pick Collage. Right? I think they, it's they, a Taiwanese they, one, right? It's a Taiwanese one, yeah. yeah. Pick uh, Yeah, Pick Collage, right? I think they, they, are, they are still around. They are one of the biggest photo editing app, right? Yeah, uh, John, cheng May, right? I think, yeah, all those guys, they are the other teams that work fucking hard, right? And basically, they are like two Asian founders, right? leading the team. They work till like 11 p.m., uh, 12 a.m. and stuff like that, right? And when, when I look back, most of the companies like, kind of like shut down, die, right? Picolage is still here, right? Nike is still here, right? I,
1: I want to yeah. touch on the work thing very quickly uh, since we are talking about this working hard thing. Um, is, or is it, in your opinion, is it because Asians in general, we work hard
0: to get to where we are because we haven't learned how to work smart? I don't think so. I think most of the Asian founders that I talk to, they're actually very smart right but we still believe that you can you can you should work smart right and also work hard right i mean this is like the requirement when we write, when we hire our team members right because at the end of the day all the fucking lazy guy right they say that they work smart right yeah. but the really really i mean the, at the end of the day when you are building a company right you actually want the best right uh, among the, pe- the guys that you can find uh, and and to be honest most of the time the best guys on one hand they Work smart is like the, the definition, right? And also, you, you have to work hard. There's a saying in, in, in Chinese, in Hong Kong, it's like, most of the times, you are not even competing on your talent, right? It's whether competing, whether you're hardworking enough, right? Because most of the tasks that you are assigned to do is more about, okay, if you spend enough time, you can fix it, right? And of course, uh, by spending more time in it, you get better at it. That's why you become smarter in that category. So it's almost like hard work and, and smart work, right? Basically, they are like, They come together. It's almost like quantity change uh, when you have enough amount of quantity lead to the quality change. It's kind of like that. I think most of the time, I I think uh, uh, for people who kind of like doing really, really good uh, when they were young, it's because they feel like, okay, I'm smart enough. That's why I want to work smart, right? And after some time, they kind of like uh, get uh, lagging behind. It's because, okay, a lot of the... You still got to put the work in, They put the work, right? And then they can just kind of like climb up. Because at the end of the day, most of the time, we're not in school anymore, right? And there are so many things that you can't learn in school. And those are the things that are actually valuable, right? When you are running a company and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah,
1: got it. Do you... want to ask you something. This is a more general question. Um, I think the current narrative, especially this year, is that crypto... NFTs, all this in general, Asia will lead the next bull market, right? What's your thoughts on this statement? Because personally, if I can share my view, is that um, I think it's not just Asia that will lead I think it's a combination of factors and I think it's very simplistic to also say that it's just oh you know it's Asia because there's so much dry powder so much liquidity there's the users there's the population everything like that I I think it takes more than that I mean one simple example we just spoke about in the green room is like Bitcoin ETF and and all these other things as well and obviously growing utilities among uh, different NFT projects but when you you hear people come to you especially you as an Asian founder right founder based in Asia right when people come to you and like you know what Um, you know Asia is going to lead the next bull run what do you you have to say
0: about that (laughs) I thought Asia was leading the last bull yeah Right? I mean, with 70% of the mining machines, right, are in China, right? They actually, it's leading there already, right? I, Vitalik lives in Singapore, right? I feel like Asia has been leading everything crypto, right, since the beginning. Right? But, but I feel like, um, I think if you are talking about on the country, on the government level, on the policy level, right? I think that's true, right? Because I think, uh, of course, when you look at the, 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 the countries that has uh, more policy regarding cryptocurrency, regarding NFT, regarding Web3, I mean Singapore is doing a great job and Dubai. And then right now Hong Kong is catching up. Hong Kong is pushing Web3 really, really hard. Right? So, so I think all these things, uh, if you are talking, if we are talking about the policy level, right, I think Asia will be leading the charge. Right? I mean when US, when SEC is still suing Binance, Combase for whatever reason, right? Yeah, I, I feel like that part is definitely kind of like lagging behind. Right? And they say that they're trying to protect uh, um, retail, retail customers, right? Oh, fuck, right? How come they they don't sue all those scammers? So, and scammers stuff, right? and all the insti yeah.
1: people and you know all the people yeah.
0: who are basically doing insider trading and yeah. everything like that. Yeah, yeah, so so I feel like um if we if we are talking about the government and policy, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um wanna move on a little bit to meme land. Um, yep. what's your do you think that you would have done, I wouldn't say wouldn't have done anything different, but like looking at everything we've just said and everything like that, and just listening to everybody and everybody online as well, do you think it's advantageous, you know, regardless where you are from the world, right, to be based, say, Hong Kong, Singapore, Korea, as an example, right, in Asia? Because there's no point talking about. Oh, you know what? It's the um, Asia's now. Asia's the future. When you don't see talent, regardless of where the talent's coming from, moving to key cities in the world. Would you say that that's a a a one, I, one of maybe you know twenty factors to consider, you know, for Web three founders um, starting up, you know, in the NFT space, for example?
0: Honestly, I think people spend too much time on debating which countries better for start for so long, right? Even in the Web two. Web 2.0 era, right? I think, uh, oh, whether Israel right, is a uh, most friendly country, whether it's Singapore, whether it's like Silicon Valley, right? I mean, but to be honest, when you look at all the top companies, right, all the founders, they just started their company where they are based, right? And then maybe they will move to some country, right, when they, where they get the funding or where it's easier to scale, right? So I think most of the time, it's not about where you're based. To be honest, if you suck, right, even if you're based in US, based in Israel, based in Singapore, you still suck. Right? It wouldn't say that okay you suck less right when you move to another country right but but at the end of the day I think some countries they have better I would say ecosystem better infrastructure for 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 startup to to grow to start right for example like Singapore I think the government is very I would say start friendly right they have like matching uh, grants right when you raise funding and stuff right but when I talk to my Singaporean friends right sometimes they say that okay this also makes the the founder right the team weak right because you know that there's like a backup. You know that it's easy to raise funding, right? So I would say that strong times make, uh, no, tough times makes like strong men, right? And then uh, good times, right, makes like weak men, right? I think it's kind of like that kind of uh, 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 issue, right? When you are talking about oh, different countries and teams and stuff like that, right? But when we talk about talents, I think in three, right, we talk a lot about decentralization, right? For us, uh, and I get at MemeLand, right? What we do is, oh, we also have decentralization of our team, right? Uh, I think since like three years ago, when COVID started to hit, right, we, we went through 100% remote. Right now, our team, we don't have an office, right? So sometimes when our holders, they said, Oh, I'm visiting Hong Kong. I want to visit the mainland office. Right? You, you got to visit my home, right? Yeah. So, so because we don't, we don't actually have an office, right? So when you can actually decentralize your team, then basically the talent question, right, is not really a big, question anymore. Actually, actually yeah. you're
1: right, because I, I, I'm a huge fan of that whole, I, I wouldn't even call it decentralization, but just, um, you know, having different types of people scattered around. Um, I think in Asia, especially, you need that, right? Be- and, and, and that's also from not just a community, but also a, a business development perspective as well. Because imagine if you have an entire team that's based, say, in Singapore, or Hong Kong, Right? But you've got, you know, holders, customers, clients, whatever we call them, um, all over Asia, right? Um, And it it gets very, very hard to to move around, right? So I I actually really, really like, and actually we've tried it last time, um, you know, at at my previous company, where we had people based in, say, Bangkok, Singapore, and a couple of people sold, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it it just makes things very easy to, to reach people as well, right? And obviously, you know, the result of that is that you have to be, lack of a better example, disciplined uh, remote working. And I think that's one of the things that like, whoever can does
0: this the best will succeed, you know, especially in this part of the world. Well, I have a different view, right? I, I, to be honest, right, even though we, we are like 100% remote, I'm not really a, an advocate of, okay, remote works works better, right? I, I don't really believe in that. I feel like it's just you find the way that works for your company, right? Because at the end of the day, if you are, Making cars, right? You can't have a remote team, right? That's why Elon Musk, right? He came out to say that, oh, let's ban remote work, right? Because he meets factory workers, right, to go to the factory to make cars, right? Meanwhile, if it's like a totally online, on chain and stuff like that, right? You don't have to go to a place to work together. Right? Of course, there's like pros and cons. There are pros and cons when you think about oh, remote work and stuff. But I think there are so many things that you can also say. And there's like office work, right? Because for example, if, I've, if I have to go to office every day, right? Even in Hong Kong, it's like a very small uh, place, right? The commute time is like at least like one to two hours per day, exactly. right? Exactly. I can sleep that one to two hours. I can spend more time with my family. Right? I think all these kind of, of uh, I would say, disadvantages of uh, office work is also true, right? So I think at the end of the day, I think people are very, I don't know, too simple, right? And also media generally sucks, right? Because they always want to, create contr- uh, contr- uh, controvers- uh, controversies. controversies, right? Mm. So that you will voice out, you will leave a comment, right? Because I, I blame social media for that, right? I, I think I also blame Nike for that, right? But somehow, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's about finding your own way, right? The older I grow, the older I feel like there's no best solution, right? But you, there is a best solution for you, right? For your company, right? And to be honest, if you believe in that, you just have to kind of like, Change your policy to work set, right? In general, I feel like it would be better to go all in than just like having half-ass like solution. Right? That's why when you look at most of the companies, when they complain about, okay, we work, uh, lower the productivity, right? It's usually when they have a hybrid model, right? And when you uh, uh, talk about, okay, lower productivity, I think they <laughs> they have fantasy of high productivity at work, right? For me myself, before I started my own company, right? At work, right? I spend most of my time browsing random websites and stuff like that, right? And that's that's
1: how Nightgag was.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't say so, right? But but I think at the end of the day, I feel like at this age, it's more about what you want to achieve, right? And if you believe in that, you spend effort on that, and you try to polish the way that you do, then you can get better, right? And to be honest, you don't have to become the best. You just have to become the best among your so-called peers, among your competitors, then you can survive. I think this is a concept that's very wrong, uh, I would say, in student, in our school. It's, oh, you have to become the best, you know, to survive. No, right? I mean, just look at all your classmates at, at university, at high school. Even though the, the guy who came first, right, but the guy who came second, the third, right, they can still make a living, right? For me, I, I had a pretty decent uh, academic result at high school, but at high school, College, right? I suck, right? That's why I didn't I study law. That's, that's the reason I didn't become a lawyer because my academic results sucks. Right? I spent too much time on extracurricular activities, right? So I think that's also the reason why when we when, when I grow older, right? This time Mimland is like my so-called second company, right? I just feel like, okay, we just have to be ourselves and then tell people what we want to do, right? And to be honest, we don't have to make the world love us, especially in NFT especially in Web3, right? For example, like NFT, we have right now, we have like three collections, right? UDuru, MVP, uh, the captains, the potatoes, right? UDuru MVP is like 420 item, And then for, for the potatoes and also um, uh, the captains, it's like uh, 10K, right? Uh, items, right? And to be honest, the total holders is around 5,000, 6,000 people. Yep. Right? If you can make 5,000 people, 6,000 people love your product, love your vision, it's good enough to start, yep. right? And you don't have to Beat like Yuga Labs, right? You don't have to beat Asuki, D-Gods, Pachi Penguins. Would right? you like to? Yeah. Would you like to? No, no. no. I, I think, honestly, most of our holders, right? They actually own a few collections, right? For me, I, I own Pachi Penguins. Right? I own a lot of, not a lot, right? But some, some Apes, right? I, mean, I owns some ball Apes, right? right? I think, at the end of the day, the world is so small. I mean, the world for you is so small. I would love everyone to win, right? Because the real enemy, it's not Frank. It's not uh, Zekabon. Right. It's not Luca. Right. The real enemy, so-called enemy, right? It's actually, all, uh, all, all, everything outside of web right? I think those are the things that is like the the real, the real, I would say, competition, right? I mean, right now, for people, especially for the community, right, when they try to talk about, okay, oh, whether uh, meme Memeland can flip a Suki or flip T Guards right? and stuff like that, right? I think it's like a very kindergarten mindset. No, it is. Yeah.
1: It is. It is a kindergarten mindset. But the thing is, is that don't you think in a very simplistic? We talk about you know simple humans and everything. Don't you think it's this simple small wins? And I call them small wins because I don't see even our own floor price. And I don't give a shit. Is this small wins that need that that probably is needed to inspire the
0: next? Um, you know, generation of founders in Asia. Honestly, I'm I'm fucking selfish, right? I don't care about the next generation, right? If you do your best, right, and you think about the future, right, basically you are doing a good job for your future generation. Right? It's not like I mean, I mean the, the the mindset. I think somehow I think the the so-called Vogue concept, right? Oh, build for the future and stuff like that, right? I mean, most of the time, right? For example, when I was young, right, younger, right, and and. At my home, I come from a grassroots family, right? Mm -hmm. humble family background, right? My father always asked me, hey, of course he didn't call me Ray, right? But, Ray, Mm -hmm. yeah. Turn off the lights, right? After you went out of the bathroom, right? And turns out this is like just good habit, right? (laughs) This is like respecting your your, your, electricity, respecting the electricity bill and stuff like that, right? I think all this kind of stuff, you don't do it for the future generation. Because human beings are very impatient, right? They only care about themselves, right? But if we educate people, that okay, you are doing good for for you, for the family, right? Then basically, it's almost like assuming that you're doing good for other people as well, right? Because I think most of the time, it's it's not about uh, whether we are greedy or not, right? I mean, everyone is greedy, right? But the thing is, look for long-term greed, become long-term greedy, right? Instead of short-term greedy. I think for Web3 and stuff like that, I think the, the burden of, okay, if MemeLand works, right, then it can leave the, the, the Web3 space in Hong Kong in Asia, right? I actually, don't really care, right? I mean, if we do a good job, right, then we, we do good to our holders, right? We do good to our investors, then they have the money to invest, right? Then in such case, it lifts up other communities, it lifts up other companies as well, right? But we don't do it because we want to live up others. We do it because we want to make Lift people... Lift up yourself because you... Lift you up yourself. Right? Well. We live up ourselves, right? It's uh, kind of like
1: helping yourself first. If you don't help yourself first, then you know, you, you've know yeah, got no right to help exactly. others. Exactly.
0: I think this is uh, the thing, right? I think a lot of people want to change the world. When they can't do it, they give up, right? I feel no, like they, the, go the on, they, part, go, they go on TikTok. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think TikTok is pretty interesting, yeah. But I think the key is, can you change the world around you, right? So that you make people who love you... Can live a better life right i think that part is key right that's why i always tell our community right hey I, I actually don't really want a lot of whales to to join our community we want to make our community whales right but at the same time can you please give us some time because at the end of the day companies are not built in like one year right a few months right? you actually need time to launch a product right and to be honest we're free models very interesting in a way that it's kind of like a crowdfunding model, right? But most of the time, Kickstarter, right? Just like Kickstarter, tons of projects are scams, right? But the good ones, they actually can work. But it takes time to make the product, right? And I think those are the things that, why the NFT space is kind of like bad right now is because I think people are very impatient. And of course, uh, the bigger market. It's kind of like the difference, you know, it's like, you talk about patience, right?
1: It's kind of like, a very simplistic example since we were having croissants just now as well, right? It's like the difference between making, you know, donuts and sourdough, right? You can make donuts in five minutes, right? But they don't taste as good as sourdough that's been rested for 48 hours, right? People are just impatient, right? I, I, think, I think... I think the because No, no, the, 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 to, me, to me, the biggest problem with NFT space is that people are just bloody impatient.
0: I, I think, on one hand, I think the team is also responsible, right? Because somehow... All the teams before us, right? And also all the teams around us, right? We actually, I think a lot of teams are very good at marketing. That's why they high up the the, the project, right? I mean, myself included, right? And and then the community, because of the last bull run, somehow they also self-high up, right? It's almost like, okay, we tell you that we'll give you this, right? And then the community almost I like imagine that, oh, the team will give you this, right? And and the thing is, it's very funny, right? Because right now, for most of the NFT projects, right, there's no other metrics where people can 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 look at, right? That's why they can only look at full price, right? That's why full price will become the, the main indicator of whether a project is good or not, right? But the thing is, the full price is determined by the people who want to leave your community, right? Who want to sell your products, right? So it kind of, Kind of like become it sucks, right? When when you look at some some NFT, right? For example, like Crypto Punks, right? I have been bookmarking the the, the, the hoodie punk, right? The four the, the fall price for hoodie punks is always about like 160 Eve or something like that, right? It's always there. Because the seller doesn't want to lower the price, then the fall price become high, right? And of course the, the liquidity in the market is also an issue, right? But somehow, is it what it is, right? When you see artwork, when you see a JPEG, right? To become like a stock right of course the trade is like way more like frequent and stuff right and when people are trying to farm token and stuff it kind of like distort the whole market I think this is a good thing about Web three and also the bad thing is there's like financialization right but sometimes when it's like over financialization right people focus on the money then everything becomes money then it just doesn't work right? it's almost like when you talk about love or relationship if I only care about how much money you earn Right, then me and you don't have a chance, right? Maybe Elroy has a chance, right? But Elroy definitely has a chance. Has very, a chance, strong chance right? very strong yeah. chance. Yeah. But when you're talking about good looking, right, then you have a chance, right? Something like no, that. Elroy, honestly Elroy still has a
1: very, still very strong
0: chance. Yeah. No, yeah. Though, but but the thing is, but the thing is, is, is if we can't fly narrow down everything, right? Just to become like money focused, then that industry doesn't grow. Even when you look at the financial industry, uh, financial market, I think we it's need not to, just about yeah, money. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a, we
1: need to move from money, like money, money, to value. Yes. I think that's the mindset we need to change, right? Which is that money is important and oh, to be honest, both of us like money, right? Uh, but I also think it's also, you know, moving from money, right? because we talk about relationships, right? It's also about the value add, right? And I think that's where we need to move to and that's where the holders, you know, our holders, our members, you know, need to move to, which is, you know, sh- seeing that what is the value besides
0: Yeah, I think on one hand, it's a value, right? On the other hand, it's almost like back to the, the basics, right? But to be honest, if your captains hit 100 EVE, I'm selling my captains. Yeah, well, for sure, yeah, sure, right? I'm, I'm, selling, yeah. Yeah. I'm selling the company. I'm selling, company. Yeah. Yeah. Right. selling the company, right? No, yeah. the, the, the I, think I, I think Animoca, I think Animoca, Animoca would buy. Yeah. Uh, maybe I buy Animoca, yeah. Yeah, I remember like this. That, right? Is this recorded? Thank you. Yeah. No, the, the thing is... I'm messaging uh, Yacht now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the thing is... I think when you are in the space, the startup space long enough, you kind of understand that it takes time to build a good company, right? I mean, mocha, like five years ago, six years ago. Nobody cared about them. Exactly, right? They're like a gaming company, right? But right now, they're like one of the, the investors in the space, right? And to be honest, when you look at Yuga Labs, right? Crypto Gaga, Golden Corner, right? I mean, those guys were nobody, right? Before Web3, right? So I think sometimes you just have to work hard enough, continue to iterate. Right? and then maybe when you're lucky, right? when the market comes, right? then you make it work. Right? To be honest, a lot of people who make it in crypto become like crypto whales. right? They, will just, they just put lean like 20K and stuff right? in Bitcoin. Right? It doesn't mean that they're smarter than, than all of us. But sometimes... No, they took a bet. Yeah, they, they took, took a, a bet. It right? is it's a, a bet. But I think patience is also required.
1: No, so, right? no you're right. Yeah. You're right. So it's not just patience. So I always... My favorite conversation with, with a very good friend of mine in Singapore, I call him Mr. Ethereum 20 Cent's. His first Ethereum he bought was twenty cents. He bought two thousand dollars. Now, if you think about it, right at a point of time he was just out of college, he was in his first job, like like literally, he was early early twenties, right? If you see something go for twenty cents, right at that age, from twenty cents it goes to one dollar. One dollar goes to ten dollars, and you won't sell. But that 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 is not pay,
0: that's not just patience. That's just pure diamond
1: hand belief, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I think, but I think again when we talk about that, it seems that we focus on the money again. Correct, right? So I feel like. Um, why, why I'm bullish in, in Web3, it's not just about the money no, part. But, right, what I'm yeah. saying is that there's also that belief, right? That this is something more. Yeah, right? and I, I feel like, I mean, I mean, the reason why you don't sell when, when the price is like 5x, 10x, right? It's because, oh, maybe you understand what they're building, right? Yes. So yes. They, you understand the bigger vision, right? That's yep. why you don't sell, right? And to be honest, for people who sell, right, of course, they will tell you, that okay, I sell at the top, right? Oh, when, when Ethereum was like 200, I sell at the top, they're so happy, right? And then after some time, okay, it hit like 4,000, right? And then, oh, why, why did I sell? Right? But, and then if you Ethereum 4,000 come back to like 1,000. Oh, why, why didn't I sell at 4,000, right? And then when 1,000, oh, why didn't I buy more, right? When it's come back to like almost like, uh, like 18, 18, 1,800, right? Something yeah. like that, right? So I think it's always like these motherfuckers keep complaining and complaining, right? So for me, I don't try to hang out with that kind of guy. Right? I try to hang out with builders, right? Because to them, money is important. Right, they are all greedy motherfuckers, right? But they believe in longer term, and I think that part is, is more important. Longer term greed. Long, 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 long term, term greed. greed right? That's what the greed. Goldman Sachs talk about, right, mm. all the time. But I, I feel like at the end of the day, what I believe in blockchain is when you look at the basic, right? I think it makes sense, right? I think that decentralization, ownership—that's what people. I mean, I wouldn't say decentralization is what people want, but it's actually what people need right? But ownership is something people want, right? And I think those are the things that is actually happening with, with blockchain, right? And, and blockchain, I mean, when we, it started with Bitcoin, right? People, oh, didn't really understand the power, right? But right now with Ethereum, it's actually kind of makes sense, right? For, 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 for you to believe in that, right? And then at the same time, when you look at like NFT and stuff, it actually creates a kind of like community, a sense of belonging Bitcoin or Ethereum, they couldn't really easily create, right? I mean, you have a lot of maxi and stuff, right? But, but other than talking about the same shit, right? They don't talk about other stuff, right? So, so I think at the end of the day, it takes time, even for the, the best token, for the black spotching to develop, right? And of course, when every company is like building around them, it also takes more time, right? But I believe that, at least from what I see right now, there are a few things that we believe in, right? I think NFT is great for uh, building community. Right? And then fungible token, for example, uh, like, like coins, right? I think like meme coin? Like meme coin, yeah, we are launching that, right? But, yeah, but, but I think at the end of the day, I think it's good for creating and decentralizing the value, right? Because for NFT, even our potatoes, right? It's like 1, one ETH, 1.3 ETH, right? It's like 2,000, 3,000 US dollars, right? It's fucking expensive, right? I mean, it's like a, a Chanel bag, right? It's like a, a, a MS wallet and stuff like that, right? I mean, most people, they won't even buy a Chanel bag for their wife and girlfriends, right? So, I think, but, but all these guys, they, they buy, buy a JPEG for that, right? Maybe
1: that's why they cannot buy the Hermes bag.
0: No, I mean, they tell their wife and girlfriends, oh, if I get this and flip it, right? I can buy, buy, buy Hermes, Hermes and yeah, 10x and mm. ten, 10 bags, right? Careful, it's recorded. Yeah, it. yeah, and something like that, right? I think at the end of the day, I feel like um, those are the, the things that kind of like hinder the growth of the industry, when it's so expensive, it's almost like oh, when cars are super expensive. Of course, only the rich people can buy it. Of course, there's no mass adoption, right? But you can see that what's, what's the biggest car company right now? It's actually like, I don't know, is it, is it still like Toyota, right? Or, or General Motors in the past, right? I think they, they basically turn something expensive into something affordable, right? And then sell that affordable to a lot of people, right? I think that's what people call disruption. I think NFT is lacking that kind of like disruption, right? That's why I feel like this market is a good time to, to rethink and reset, right? And that's why I feel like there will be some collection that survive and continue to be high priced. But I think the new breed of NFTs, I think the goal is not to like, okay, reach like 100 ETH, right? But more like, okay, I mean, today it's like, at like $10. But if I can sell at 100 bucks, right? There's also 10 x. I think that is something that we believe that NFT is happening, Right. That's why when you look at all the top blockchains right now, right, they're actually all pushing NFT. Right? Because not every blockchain can disrupt the financial ecosystem. Right? But every blockchain can actually sell JPEG. Right? And with the JPEG, you can actually create utility, create a community with it. Right? So I think NFT is here to stay, but the price point, the price point may change. Right? I think that's one thing. For fungible token, I think it's also very straightforward because Right now, if I only have like $10, right, I can still buy, a, buy Ethereum, buy, buy Bitcoin, right, buy Coin when we launch. Right? So I think that part actually can open the gates to a lot of people. Right? But all those guys, they don't really have to join your community per se right? because they only look at the price. And oh, if I like, love your vision, I just hold it. Right? And then wait for the next bull run or something like that. I can right? hold
1: it and no pain because it's $10 only.
0: Exactly. right. I think when the investment amount is smaller, when you don't fucking overinvest, right? You actually can chill. You don't care. Yeah. 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 I mean, you still care, right? But, but you care don't... care less. It's not, it's not you like... You, you care, don't care, care less, less. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people, why they complain, complain, complain every single day is because they overinvest, right? And of course, I mean, team and stuff, right? I think a lot of teams suck, right? Meme Memeland included, right? So I feel like we also have to do a better job in communication, in building, so that people understand what we are building, right? But I think, again when the team is like 10 people and stuff, right, it's hard to manage a lot of stuff. And sometimes when you launch projects and even like a launching token, right, you actually have to work with like third parties, for example, like a centralized exchange. Then those are the things that is not controlled by you. So sometimes there's delay, right? That's why I think that the, the communication has to be done better, right? I think all this kind of stuff is, is required in order to, for, for a company to grow, right? I feel like there are only a few companies that are, continue doing a, a better job at it. I think everyone is learning, right? The big question is, which team actually still has a war chest to continue to learn, right? Because it's fucking expensive to build. Right? It's expensive to, to hire people, right? It's expensive to do marketing, to hold events like this, right? To For all the interesting parties, right? So well, for me, it's almost like there are only a few companies who can continue to do that. But at the same time, after the fungible token, right? What's the token used for? If it is just pure meme coin, that's also fine, right? But is there any product will kind of like utilize a meme coin, right? For example, even like Doge, right? Meme coin, right? Bitcoin is also a meme coin, right? But you have to have your position, right? In the, in the so-called, I would say, financial spectrum of it as well. Hierarchy. <laughs> Hierarchy, right? I think for, for coin, right? Other than Elon must keep pumping it from time to time, Right. I think the part that gets people most excited is, oh, this is like people's cryptocurrency. Right. I, will get, I can use it to, to pay for uh, my grocery and stuff like that. Right. I think stuff like this have to happen in you know, order to really make Web3 uh, a reality. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think we're out of time. Yep. Right, We'll probably put a stop to here. Uh, we'll still be around the rest of the day. Uh, talk to me. Please don't talk to me. Uh, <laughs> everything like that. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll see you in Singapore next week. Yes, thank Thank you. you. And thank you, everyone, as well. Thank you. Thank you.